Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Uh oh. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Cause I'm feeling myself today. I'm feeling myself. We are in the season finale of sick. Uh, what season three of the Black Man Web Podcast? What's going on, everybody? Ah, welcome back to another edition, another installment, another beautiful episode of the Black Man Win Podcast with your boy Tyler Pie Guy. We are back, of course, uh, with another interview. We are back with another dope interview. These are our season finale interviews. Uh, we will just a few announcements before we get into everything. First of all, good evening, good, uh, good afternoon, and good morning. To anybody and everybody that is listening to us, whether you are here in the Americas, in the whole 50 states, or across the seas, we appreciate you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come on in and listen to us, you know, converse and 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 uh, uh, conversate and, uh, you know, just, just fellowship with one another. So I appreciate you guys. Be sure to follow us wherever you follow podcasts or listen to podcasts via... Um, Via audio, that may be the Stitchers, the TuneIn's, the Apples, the Spotify's, the iHearts, the all of those things are the things. We are there. All right. You can also listen and watch us on our uh, YouTube page, the THC Media Network, uh, and our beautiful 295 subscribers that we have in the can. <laughs> listen, man. Every time we do an episode, there is a there is an there's an addition. To the, to the subscriber family, so we appreciate y'all for for loving on us. We are literally five subscribers away from three hundred, and um, that goal will be looking pretty pretty nice uh, coming towards the end of the year. And uh, again, we are here with um, one of our season finale episodes. Uh, season three has been a joy. Um, it has been an amazing amazing uh, season. We've done a hell of a run of interviews from. Our, um, you know, starting in January to our um, to our Black Women Win series in March. You understand what I'm saying? And now we're we're getting to the tail end of season three, man. And and, and I'm excited to have this good brother on the show. And y'all know how we get down. First question off the bat. I'm going to let our, our our amazing guest today introduce himself, gas himself up because he is one of the leading men's. In in this content creator world, so please, my brother, tell them, tell them, tell the world who you are. Yo, thank you so much for having me, man. I really appreciate it. I don't think people realize how hard it is as a guest not to talk when the other person <laughs> is like starting their show. It's so hard. It is so, so hard. Yeah, I appreciate it. Uh, my name is Lloyd. I'm a, a podcaster, TikToker. I love talking about the content creator economy. Uh, I've been creating content uh, since about 2018 um, and been on TikTok since about December of 2021. Um, I my passion, honestly, is just seeing Black people win, especially when it comes to the creator economy. So a lot of my work is focused around creating content that either helps Black people start creating content or helps executives learn how they can collaborate with black people. Hey, now, listen, Lloyd, I, 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 I met Lloyd at the recent Afros and Audios podcast festival back in, uh, in October in Philly. And um, Lloyd was on the last panel um, yeah. for um, Afros and Audios, which was the last day, that Sunday. And he uh, was on the panel with uh, Crystal and TK and Talib. Shout out to all of them. And, yep. um, you know, you guys talked about the state of black podcasting and 
doing my research on you, the fact that you have such a, a well-versed connection and a well-versed knowledge, too, of how us as content creators, and to your point, as you said, as you stated, um, how corporations right. can 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 get in on this, right? Like, I think what we don't see a lot in in today's time, um, because a lot of us are still kind of stuck in that. Um, and and there's no wrong. There's nothing wrong. Let me let me speak this right quick. There's nothing wrong with a nine to five. I yeah. come from a nine to five background. Okay come from a corporate America background, okay? Didn't mean that it was for me, right? Mm -hmm. Now, it is for some people, but there are a lot of people who, there are a lot of corporations who don't understand the value in today's economy about having creators on your team, right? 1,000. Exactly, and I think it's so amazing and important uh, for creators like yourself, Lloyd, who are out here, not just making TikToks just to make TikToks, right? Not just to put the content out just to put put content out, but loving these the content enough to spread yourself out and say, hey, let me show y'all how y'all can get down with some of these podcasters or creators out here in these streets. And I think it's just an amazing thing to have uh, young black men out here really championing us you know what i'm saying right we need advocates we need advocates we do like it's it's not again it's not a lot of us in this space yeah yeah agree yo but that's what's been so crazy i feel like it's not a lot of us in the space but it's like when we go to conferences yo it feels it's, like oh it feels like family bro it's like it, it's like no beef, no nothing. Everybody wants to see everybody win. Even after conferences, like when I was when I left podcast movement, mm-hmm. literally not even a week later, bro. The number of like men, specifically like black men, that hit me up like, "Yo, hop on my podcast. Yo, I got this opportunity for you. Yo, let me connect you with so and so." Like, I love that man. And just this is just the beginning. Just Absolutely. imagine what this is gonna, like. Imagine if this happened in the music industry thirty years ago. Lloyd, like, we would have Lloyd. a completely different Lloyd, music stop. industry. Lloyd, right. stop. We'll, we'll, we'll stop the whole podcast right now and, and talk about some other stuff. Lloyd, right, right. I have said since I started podcasting, literally, not even kidding. I have started when I started podcasting in twenty seventeen. My first year, we gained over probably maybe ten thousand streams. I mm. literally or ten thousand downloads. I literally sat here and told myself, "This feels like I'm a musician." Yes. Why does this feel like I'm a musician? Right. <laughs> and I'm not a musician. Right? right. Like, and I would tell other musicians who didn't get podcasting at that time, right? This yep. is 2017, 2018. Podcasting is still very fresh and new. Right. Right. You're not even, I'm, t- I'm looking at, I'm, I'm even telling some of my independent artists. I was in Grand Rapids at the time, I was in Michigan at the time, I was getting my master's. And I'm telling people, I'm like, I feel like an artist. And they're like, well, you are an artist. I'm like, I, I mean, I know that, but I'm like, <laughs> I feel like, I mean, I this know that, a, right? Yeah. I, I feel like a musician, and I'm like, well, how yep. so? I said, not on the fact that you know making music or whatever, but it's this treacherous path and 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 water you have to take in going through yep. a musician. We all we we and and for those who listen and watching, we all know kind of the. Um, how artists, whether mainstream or independent, have also come out and said, you know, it's hard getting that, you know, getting that first single out, you know, getting that hit record, getting that hit album, you know, and and the podcast industry, and I don't want to call it 
the music industry. I would just say at first it felt like I was a musician just trying to make a hit. Yeah. Right. And um, I had to get out of that. And I think like with people like you, Lloyd, you make us understand that that's not that. Mm. Right. That's not that. And and not to get trapped in that in that in that cycle. Because, yeah. listen, what a lot of people don't know, Lloyd, and we'll and we'll probably put them up on game real quick, is that a lot of these podcast contracts that you're seeing are <laughs> mirroring 360 deals in the music 1, 000, game. Thousand, bro, worse. Like, worse. You, nobody can fire you as like your own, like as an artist. Like, no one can fire you. Like, yeah. people in podcasting have built their own podcast and are getting fired. Fight. That is like the craziest thing I've ever heard, bro. <laughs> that is bizarre. <laughs> That's insane. Like. I don't know, man. That and would be not, like Kendrick Lamar creating like Good Kid, Mad City, yes. and then, then saying like, "Yo, this is great, but we're gonna have somebody else rap this. Like, we're just gonna replace your face, right. and we're gonna have like them do it real quick." Right. This is like the bizarrest thing to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand the 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 concept of that. Like, how do you build your own podcast, build your own platform, get all this money, and then you get fired from your platform? Because then that entails or tells me that. Either you sign your rights away as a creator, podcaster, or as the business face of this this franchise that you have built. Yeah. Or you just basically sold that bitch and you was just like, right. here you go, I'll take the bread, yeah. you know, and boo up the bam. Yeah. Let me ask you this though. Do you, who in, in your opinion, who's who's do you put fault on anyone? Do you feel like it's the podcaster's fault for selling out or wh- whichever route they went? Or do you feel like it's the label's fault for maybe not educating them? Um, I think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit of both. I put I think for me, Lloyd, I think I'm gonna put a little bit more on on the podcaster though. Mm. Um, just a little bit because if you have the here, here, here is why I don't mind you selling. You have the mm-hmm. talent to create more, and if mm-hmm. you sold, and if you've created a great product in which this corporation or this company wants to take it, do this money with it, or or give you this amount of cash, and it has to be the right amount for you, right? Yeah. Um, and you've done all you can do with the product. Then I mean, hey, you know, then you do what you then you do what you do. But most of the time, we don't see that, Lloyd. What we see right. is the product still getting built, and then somebody yeah. selling the product within probably most of the time within its peak years. Yeah, within its peak years or peak months, you're selling this product that you have literally blood, sweat, tears, all the sweat equity that you have put in. And now yeah. you will sit here and go to another or not, not even another sell this while yeah. everybody's still trying to get up and get a bag off of this or still yeah. trying to make their name. Cause you have co-hosts, you have, you know, producers, you have engineers, you have researchers who are doing the background work for you. Now, yeah. a lot of us don't have that. Right? right. But if you are a bigger artist, like Lloyd said, or a bigger, you know, name in this industry, then yeah, you're yeah. going to be, it's going to it's i'm looking at you a little sideways like wait a minute yeah you know so yeah that's that's yeah. where i'm at with that 
No, that's facts. I, I I agree with that. I was listening to a um a Deion Sanders interview, and he said something kind of similar, where he was like, "Yo, I have no aspiration to like coach in the NFL." But I think he there's a clip where I saw where he talks about like, "Yo, but I'm I'm not. It's not like out of the question that I may leave, right? And if I do, the only reason I would do that is because like my assistants, my team, like they need to get like paid, right? So exactly. it's like while I am here, right, and I understand that I'm doing great work, like that's just how I'm thinking about this. And I think like podcasters think about it similar, like there's so many other factors, it's team, it's money, it's mm. timing. So I, I agree. It is a little more nuanced maybe to make a decision like that. Absolutely. And it's a lot of money, right? Hell so it's yeah. just like, <laughs> Hell yeah. listen, Lloyd, I got a few questions for you on the docket. Not too, not, they, they not crazy questions, right? But they are questions that when, when our guests come on, we, we try to have, um, thought-provoking uh, conversations with these questions. So yeah. my second question for you is when we think about the black male psyche, right? Mm. Um, I call it the, I, I say like the five areas or the five Ferris wheels of, of the black male psyche. We have the emotional, we have the mental, we have the spiritual, we have the financial, and we have the physical, right? Mm. We kind of rely as men and as particularly as black men, we rely on those five. Now yep. I've said in the past, and I said on the show that we probably rely more on the physical and the financial or our minds tend to worry more on the financial and the physical more than it's worrying about the mental, the emotional mm-hmm. and the spiritual. What would you say to that in terms of are we focusing more as a as a as a black male community? Are we focusing more on those two? Are we taking steps to move forward? Because I do see us taking steps to move forward to those latter three. Um, and and then how do we incorporate that into our everyday lives? Yeah, that's such a great question, and I think that naturally. So I, I will say first of all, I think there's a large group of people like that are black men that are overlooked. Right. So I think the yes, popular sort of like assumption and Agreed. stereotype is that black aren't doing that, but there are a large percentage that are, but let's talk about the percentage that aren't. I do think if there are men um, just in general, I think men do tend to focus more on like the physical and financial, but I also think that that's not entirely their fault. And I'm a big, like I, I'm a big believer in like taking responsibility and, and wherever your life is, I think yes. like, we, we need to own that, right? But I do think that, you know, for a number of different reasons, just as men, we feel pressure to put a extra emphasis on the physical and financial aspects of our life, even more so financial than physical, I think, right. because like people are less likely to worry about their health than they are to try and go get like two jobs and make more money, right? right. So I'd even put that at number one. Um, but I, I do find that like, more and more it's becoming less taboo to have conversations like this where we are starting to prioritize our emotional health and our spiritual health. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to look mm-hmm. different for everybody. Right. But personally, I'm happy with what I'm like. When I go on social media, I'm happy with the few people that are starting to speak up and becoming yes. advocates and champions specifically for like black men. Right. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I love that. And I asked that question second because I want to see where some black men take it. And most of the time they have that same answer. Um, I think your answer is kind of the first in which, you know, we've heard like, hey, hold on now. Like, you know, we do have a percentage of black men who are overlooked. And that is so facts. There are a lot of black men out here um, who do the work and who try, you know, um, and we've said this on our show with multiple guests. There are black men who out here who are doing the work, who are trying to do their best. And 
to Lloyd's point, you know, we, I think as black men, we try not to make excuses. Yep. You know, as black men, it doesn't matter what shape, color, you know, what fabric of the black male you're from. It don't matter, <laughs> you know, what black you are. You know what I'm saying? We yeah. as black men, and I've seen it through my dad, rest in peace, my uncles, you know, my godfather, you know, all of the men that have been in my life, they don't make excuses like that. Yeah, facts. You know, they Yo, can I can I add a point to that yeah, real quick? Yeah, yeah. I, I think what's like weird though is like so like even if like theoretically, let's just say over the next ten years, let's just say twenty percent of all black men started to do that. They started to go get therapy, they started That's to do lot. the work. Twenty wow. percent a year, right? So it's a lot, right? A large number. Even if that was happening, I still think we would be just as divisive. Because I think the popular conception is that like we're not um I think social media puts a weird uh, spin on yes. reality. So for instance, I might, I might be hanging out with one of my friends, right. Who came to my apartment and she was like, yo, me, her, my wife, we're all talking. And she's like, Hey, I'm finding out this about the dating scene. This is kind of what I think is happening. This, these are sort of like the guys that I'm experiencing. And I don't think those experiences aren't real. Right. But if your specific, um, let's just say like all you're seeing on your specific feed is one, one tiny sliver of like reality, even though, 90% of the rest of the world may be changing and different. If the only thing you're seeing is this small percentage, which now becomes your reality, I don't think that that necessarily changes the perception that black men are doing better. I think people will still feel like we're not right. Um, and so I'm not necessarily saying that like, you know, all black men are perfect and we don't need to change right, right, per right, se, right, right, but right. I am just saying that like, I think social media plays a huge factor on how we see black men. That is such a... And so it's just rare that you're going to see positive news about black men in, oh, in, in social media. And it's there. It's just not a lot. Of course, we've had social experiments done because of that. We, I, I know I've wanted right. to... I know I've had... I've played on kind of the, 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 the social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram experiment to say, okay, let me see. Because I know when I made the Black Men Win podcast, that was positive. Positive yeah. Black Men everything yeah i will tell you now we have not really you know just off the social media front right right the engagement level the algorithms are not they're not tapping into positivity in black men yeah but 1000 let me let me post a black man sitting here killing somebody let me post a black man sitting here taking some perks or doing this or doing that lloyd oh the numbers are going up Right. So one thousand. <laughs> I want oh one thousand. Oh engagement nine hundred ninety nine percent. It went up for the month. <laughs> right, right. Right. So it's, exactly. So it's to your point of social media acts as a kind of precursor or or just like yeah. a, a, a a nudge or nuance to how we are seen as black men, and I think yeah. that's one of the reasons why I created this show. Um. Black Man Wing was created as a blog in 2019. Mm. And the fact that I wanted to kind of turn it into a podcast, I was like, okay, well, that's fine with me. But again, yeah. other than a lot of the black spaces that I know in um, the Mental Matters podcast, the Let's Talk Bro podcast, and others that I follow, to your point, Lord, if you're not following them, they're not showing up on the Explore page. 1,000%. You know, they're not showing up on your TikTok feeds. Right. 
you know so it's all to your point is always that 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 okay we're what we see in the reality of social media is the first two of the physical and the and the financial black yeah. men showing money black men being you know you know bodybuilders and weightlifters are showing off yeah. their pecs and you know you know whatever physicality but we're not showing the 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 black men who are tapping into themselves and trying to be better we're not we're not pushing that because if we push love in the yeah. black male community first of all not let's not even just jump into the black the black community but if we start pushing yeah. positivity in the black male community that's going to oh, yeah. de- that's going to debunk and deconstruct a lot of the things that have been set in place already and i ain't trying to preach to y'all or try to start nothing but i'm just saying all right you know that's facts is you know, what what could happen if that becomes a reality is dangerous bro it's yes. it's i mean it's it's life changing on so many levels i'm but that's why I started this shit. <laughs> yeah. Because we need that. We need to have more positive conversations like this. Uplifting yeah. each other. Like why why can't we why can't we be just regular black men? Laugh, talk, chill, right. go out, get a drink, right. laugh, talk right. shit. Right. What's wrong with that? That's Max. Let, let me ask you. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So there's this show I watch, right? It's called Wrexham FC. It's, a, it's like a soccer show with mm-hmm. Ryan Reynolds. And one of the episodes is focused on like how like men, um, like it's like is it basically is focused on how like the dynamic of men is a bit different. So one of the things the lady points out in the episode is these two guys, like they're adults, but they end up becoming best friends. But how they connect is just very different. So they'd say stuff like, like. Um, uh, it, like it's hard to think of a, a good example, but like the guy asks Ryan Reynolds, like, "Hey, do you want to start like a, a soccer team with me?" They they go and they buy a soccer team in London, and what they ended up like dissecting was that was his way of saying, like, "Hey, I want to." strengthen our relationship i want to get closer in our relationship so in the same way that maybe like a woman might just say like hey um you're my bestie let's go do x number of activities that women would normally do for guys what that might look like might be different and so what might look like yo we're just chilling or maybe how we uh, express our friendship or express that yo i really care for you and i love you may look very different than maybe how other people express it both in like other races and other genders what are your thoughts on that like specifically like how um black men express like uh care or uh, uh friendship for one another and um some of the ways that it may like manifest itself but look different oh man i think we i think we're all built or we're all part of the same cloth but have different patterns mm-hmm. right and so the way i express my love for you may be different from how you express your love to me Facts. right and i think i have me personally, I have learned to understand what black male expression of love or any type of like towards another brother looks like yeah. to a degree that sometimes it may get it like, and it's weird because I've had this conversation where I've, I've, I've told one of my OGs, listen, the fabric of a black man, in a sense, to me, when it comes to his emotions, is that he has emotions. I've always mm. said that. 
it's the problem of how he's handling it and channeling his emotions yeah. of love because if he's people have been shown love differently i know yep. Yep. for me when i was taught and how to be compassionate and love and stuff like that that was from a black woman mm. right that wasn't from a black man yeah and it's not to say we can't show love and it's not to say we don't know how to, in a sense. Mm-mm. We never really have softened up enough to really be taught how to really be soft with our boys. Right. Because right. we always tell them, hey, be hard, my Nick. Yeah. Hey, you can't be out here crying, my Nick. Facts. You got to be strong, my Nick. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, we, we, that is, that is what we teach our boys. And, they, and trust me, we, we understand the concept of being tough and guarding ourselves against this world we understand that part right i think when we have different expressions of how we interact with each other we have to be conscious of that because again how lloyd may interact with me is not the same way of expression of how i interact with lloyd and we have to be cognizant cognizant of under and understanding of kind of those those differences because we yeah. all grew up differently. We ain't grow up in the same neighborhood. We ain't grow up in the same city. We ain't grow up in the same state. Black looks different from a, for a lot of people, and I had to come to understand that um, in a, in a very very unique way. Yo, that's so fast. It's almost like um like I love what you just said about like what, what the way it looks like for you may look different for me, and it's yeah. almost like um I don't know if you've read like the five uh, love languages yeah. is normally for like couples, but it's almost like you need something like that just for black men, right? Yes. Because it's like yo, you may want me calling on you and saying like yo, how's your podcast thing going? How's your business thing going? Right? And that's what necessarily like love looks like to you. It's like I'm I'm checking on you, I'm following up on you. And for me, it just might be like, yeah, I want to hang, right? Like I want right, to go watch exactly. the game. I want to do whatever. But mm-hmm. it's like we're not speaking the same same language. But that's I mean that's facts. Man, that goes into our third question, Lloyd, because that was great. Um <laughs> no nah, for real that was great because we we don't have we don't have conversations like that. How do we as black men better ourselves in communicating with each other? Right? That's... Like how do how do how that that is a question that kind of goes into the third question. Like, how do we, as black men, with you saying that, putting that out there, because we have to do better in showing difference of emotions and making sure that we're we're we're, we're understanding of how we're coming off to our fellow brother. Yeah. What happens when we don't have that 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 kind of when we don't have that fabric of knowing how to communicate, when yeah. we don't have that fabric of 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 intentionality in a sense, um, to even or knowing, right? Yeah. What does that look like for us in your opinion? What does that look like or how does that look for us and and going forward? Because we as I've as I've said before, um, Lloyd, we are the neck we are the uncles. Mm-hmm. We are becoming the fathers, we are becoming the godfathers. We are the teachers now. We are the mentors now. Yeah. We are what the young people, whether they believe it or not, yeah, <laughs> we are the ones that they looking up to. You feel Facts. and and we are now the ones with platforms. Huh. Like you look at this, your TikToks, right? Like, what would you wish all the men on your TikToks exactly. were saying? Exactly. So, that's facts. So, how do what do you think about? 
You know, we talked about the five Ferris wheels. When we talk about communication and we talk about overcoming and we talk about generational curses and generational blessings, what are some of the generational cur? And we don't talk. And I, sorry, we don't say generational curses. What are some of the generational? What? Do we, how do we say it? Uh, pitfalls. Let's put mm-hmm. it like that. What are some of the generational pitfalls that you have seen kind of resurface in our community as black men and 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 as a black community? And then what are some of the generational blessings that you have see, seen also take hold within our community? Yeah, that's such a great, great question. Um, I, I think for both perspectives, um, pitfalls and blessings, I think they both begin with therapy. Um, and just like for me personally, um, you know, I am still figuring out the best way to communicate with like some of like the men in my life. And how do I communicate that like, hey, I really care and I really do love you. And how do I also care? How do I also communicate when I feel like, hey, you overstepped a boundary and I need to like speak up for myself. Right. Right, right. And that's still an area that I I have challenges um, with, but I do find that when I like talk through it with my therapist, it's a lot easier for me to go to her and say like, yo, this is how I'm feeling. This is what happened. Let's talk through it and figure out a solution. And I find that after having those conversations with her, it's a lot easier for me to approach some of my guy friends and talk through it. Um, Naturally, I'm a very like conflict avoidant person. So I don't like right. like addressing things. I don't like, you know, I, I hate talking about anything that could potentially cause us to fight. And so for me, like having a therapist has been like a great way for me to figure out like, how do I get what's in my brain and what I'm feeling out in the world? Right. Um, in terms of like pitfalls, I feel like the one thing I do think that comes up is I, I think again, like lack of therapy, because I do think like whether we like it or not, we're all handed things that aren't positive from our parents, right? Mm-hmm. Or from whoever we're around. Um, and, and so at some point it becomes our obligation to work and fix those things. Um, and so no one person is perfect and we all have some of those things. I think therapy is just an easy way to expedite fixing them. It's certainly not the only way, but for sure, like a, a big way. A big um, and so, way, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think a lot of those pitfalls can be like a lack of communication, anger, insecurity, so on and so forth. And I think therapy is just like a great blanket way to like fix all of those issues or at least like walk towards like a solution for all of those. Um, In terms of just like blessings, I think there's a lot. Um, And I think, you know, I'm going to like I I, in my mind, I break I I differentiate black men like black American men and then just sort of like black man from Africa. And so I came to the United States 2006. I was originally born in Zimbabwe and bro, just me coming to America. Right. And just like being here, bro. Like I have a tremendous amount of like respect and love for just like black men here, just like from the outside looking in the level of like ingenuity creativity yeah. charisma it's just like bro it's like you could put a black man anywhere bro and they're gonna find a solution bro like i was just looking at yeah. um and like literally any industry yeah. like where you just just like put a black man in there bro give him a fair shot he's and gonna we go, change and we gonna whatever. figure it out we're literally. gonna figure it out we're gonna literally figure it out. bro so it's just like you know i it's like yo that can only come from god man and it's just like i i feel like with everything that we've been through just as like a people to see where we are how we operate how we carry ourselves what we're able to accomplish that to me falls on like the blessing side of the house and it's just like i, I see it with all, like 
all black men, all ages. It's just like, whether you're an adult and you're trying to figure out what success looks like and I'm admiring your hustle, I put that on the, like the blessing column just in terms yes. of like generational blessings yes. or whether you're young, like, you know, my, uh, my younger brother-in-law, he's about to go mm-hmm. to middle school, bro. And I just look at his, like, he's so emotionally intelligent at like 10 or 11. Yo, it's just bizarre to me. Lloyd, we have to talk really quickly about how our kids yes. uh, who are coming up after us it's scary are learning so like yeah (laughs) uh, like my cousins my nephews yeah my godsons they are like i'm looking at them like like yo my cousins i and i didn't even understand how much 10 years went by just like that right yes my cousin who had her her three her 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 three boys or two boys and, and 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 a girl man I remember my cousin, my cousin Crystal, shout out to her. We would just be, I'm, I'm, I'm maybe like 14, 15, 16 at this time. And these little motherfuckers are <laughs> little as hell, man. Yeah. Coming up to me. Bro. A tie. All right. Bro, you blink. Oh. They grow a foot, bro. Every You see them next time? Another foot. One is in college. Both of them oh, are in high school. Man. The, other, the girl isn't, is going off to college. Yeah, my two boy cousins, little boy cousins, are about to start their senior year of high school, and wow. I'm sitting here like, "How's your relationship with them changed from the time, like as they've gotten older?" Oh my god, um, well they're well they're I believe they're in Florida right now, so mm-hmm. um, they have been it. I'm not gonna say it's been strained because um, I love them and everything like that. We don't talk as much, of course, mm-hmm. but it's it's a thing of. I know that my older cousin, their brother, has been really, you know, tapping in with them and making sure they, they that you know the boys get right, you know, yeah. the, you know my niece, you know my my girl cousin, she get right, my little cousin, she get right, and I talk to him, so I know that they're going to be good because of him, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But still, it's like yeah. if if you know when I see them, they're gonna be having deeper voices, right? They looking all swag. They looking like the kids I see on TikTok, Lord. Right. And I'm like, oh my God, what the hell is going on? Right. Why are y'all growing up so fast? Y'all supposed to be right here. Y'all right. Supposed to be right here. Y'all weren't supposed to be like this. For real. How, how does that make you feel, bro? Because I'm telling you, I have like. Feel, oh, control. Lloyd. I, I know. Bro, I have control issues. Just that, just <laughs> letting go. Just not like, not trying to micromanage them. Yes. It's so hard for me, bro. I asked my cousin, I asked him, I said, so she's 18. She went to college. <laughs> okay? Lloyd, in my mind, big cousin Ty already ready to come out. You feel right, me? Right, right, Like, nah, 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 nah. Right. It ain't, it ain't even going. He like, nah, cuz, you know, she got to, you know, she she good, she good, you got, she got to live her life. But it's just, you, I think when we, honestly, as us growing as young adults, we're not thinking of, our little family members growing up into young adults ourselves, right? Yeah, exactly. And we're like, we just coasting through life. And then once life kind of stops at us and be like, hey, hey, you're adulting. Hey, come on, come on to reality. You right. figure that, oh, shit, 10 years done went by. You done got your degrees. You done got a job. You're in a new city. Your family is growing up. Low key, not only your family is, is new family coming, family's dying in a sense, too. 
and yeah. you're dealing with death. You're dealing with new life. You're dealing with life that's growing up. Yeah. And you're like, oh, shit. Right. This is not, is this, excuse me, is this what I signed up for? I don't right. know. Right. It's just coming. Whether you signed up or not, it's rolling, I bro. I know. At a certain point, it's like, man, it's shit. flying. Literally. And it's been fly- like, I- I'll be 29 in February. Yeah. Do you, do you feel a pressure as like a black, as a black man? Do you feel like the time is running? Not even going to hold you. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Because here's the thing that we all hear in the black community. Oh my God, you got to 30. 30 yeah. is the year. 30 is the year. Right. And for me, I'm like, damn, y'all really be putting like real like tropes on these ages. Like 30, exactly. like 21, you can do this. And then 20 something, you got to be this. And then 30 something, you got to be here. And then 40 something, you got to have this and have that and have this and have that. Yeah. And from where I grew up, I'm like, I've seen people struggle at those ages. Exactly. I've seen people try to get out the mud out those ages because at at my age, they was they was still tr- still working at it, right? And so it's a weird thing to, for me when I hear people telling me, um, or just saying that, oh, you need to be, you kind of need to be here by this age. Why? Right. Why do I have to be doing this, this X, Y, and Z by this age? Why? Right. Is there something that is coming that I don't know about, Lloyd? Like I don't, you know, I, it's it's a, it's always a thing where I'm like, what what is what is the 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 fear in I guess humans, yeah, where we where we have to do something by this age, or yeah, we have to get this house by thirty five, or we have to get this job by forty, or we have to get our pension or our retirement by this age or something like that. Like I get it. That's the yeah. fabric of, of American life. But I don't know. As everybody's a square, Lloyd, I'm I'm a Pentagon. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. I it just it just don't <laughs> fit me. It just don't right. fit me, you know? Thanks. Nah, that's real. I, I agree. I, I certainly feel a pressure to you. But I do feel like though I, I feel like sometimes my pressure is like self imposed. Cause I, I don't oh, think that anybody's ever said like, yo, be here. But I just constantly in my mind, I'm just putting these yeah. these blockers, right? So now nah, I, I that's facts. We're our, we're our worst we are our worst enemy. I was just having a conversation with my brother about that this morning. Yeah. Literally had to call him because I'm like, yo, I'm in I'm in my head. Yeah. The devil, your mind. All of those will sit here and try to play you when you are literally doing great. Oh my god, I'm praying right. to myself. Stop playing with me. Right. Yo. Yo, that's, like yo. That's a whole word. It's a whole word. Like it will make you sit here. Yeah. And literally think that you're not doing enough when everything and everybody around you is telling you you're doing you're doing just enough and you're right where you need to be. Right. And that is the pressure right. of being black in America. Being a black man, doing the right thing too, Lloyd, right? Going about everything the right way, doing it the right way. And even when you're doing it the right way, there's a section of people that's telling you, nah. Yeah. There's still people telling you, nah, in the front and in the back. Right. You feel me? So going into our fourth question, Lloyd, how in in that sense, when we have people in the back of us and in the front of us, when we're continuing to move forward, telling us, nah, nah. Yeah. 
what how and what and how can we be better for the next generation moving forward because as we talked about we have our nieces we have our nephews we have our little cousins you feel me they are the ones who are taking this technology they are they are way more advanced in the emotional knowledge than any of us were yeah right at this age how do we get better as black Mm -hmm. men for them yeah that's such a great question and i think that like i I think part of it, right, is accepting ourselves, right, and knowing that, like, yo, I'm a human. I'm yes. only capable of so much, yes. and I'm going to make mistakes. That's, yes. like, first thing off rip, right? Um, and I think once we get into that stage and we know that, you know what, like, I'm not perfect, but I can try my best. Now, what does that look like? Um, and deciding what that looks like. And, and I'm kind of going through this for myself, too, just deciding, like, what do I want? Like, the, how do I want to be perceived by other people? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, how do I want my family to see me? Um, how do I want my wife to see me? How do I want the people closest to me to see me? And I think that, like, for me, um, the more I define that and I put, like, answers around some of those things, it be it gives me kind of, like, a compass to, like, walk towards. So, for instance, one of my things is, like, yo, I want to be perceived as somebody that's, like, really generous. The challenge with that is, like, I mean, like, that doesn't mean I want to, like, people to feel like they can take advantage of me. So now I need boundaries, right? So it's like, for me, better is like clarifying some of these questions that I think are like a core and central part of like who I am. And the more I kind of like establish those, it's easier for me to like engage with the people around me. And in this example, the like some of the future generations that are coming, I could be a better brother to my brother. I could be a better sister to my siblings. I could be a better son to my mom. It's like, the more I have some of these questions answered, the better. But like a few years ago, I didn't have some of these questions answered and i constantly felt like even though i was making more money somehow we were having more family fights right so or even though i was like hanging out or seeing people more it felt like those relationships weren't necessarily clicking so it's just like you know i I think answering some of those questions for ourselves will like help us in the future be better like siblings brothers sons friends you said something lloyd that was really impactful you said something in that that i really took away it wasn't about the financial gain right? right And I think, and I know for me personally, I'm speaking to me. You speak, you speaking to me. Okay. You yeah, you yelling at me, Lloyd, and I'm not liking it. You're yelling at me. Okay. But no, I'm, I, I'm appreciative of it because a lot of people like myself, and I'll even put myself in this equation. We, we will sit here and, and, and want the financial gain so much. Think that we need to be in this, in this position to make things happen with you, your family and everything else where again, when you're getting told that you're enough and it doesn't look like it. Yes. The optics of it, right? No. The optics, right? Like you, and and again, I'm talking to myself here, people. You've been told that you're doing enough. You've been told that, listen, I just need X, Y, and Z, but in your head is A, B, C, D, and E. Exactly. Okay, what you see is is literally trying to like warp your mind into saying you're not doing enough. Right. And literally it's not all about the financial gain, people. Yes. It's not. Yeah. And you said something so profound in there like, yo, once I started to make more money, we started to have a little bit more problems. Yep. And I'm like, well, hold on, because I ain't really got no damn 
Yo, yo, I'm not even gonna hold you, bro. I, yo, I, I, I honestly, I think money makes some people weird, bro. Like, yeah. I'm dead serious, bro. I like, I, I think, like, I think money, like, money can do a lot of like beneficial things. And I, I'm not saying like we don't need it because I, I think we need it, of obviously. Course, of course. But I don't know, man. Like, I think that, like, I, I want, there's a lot of times where I feel like I see other people that get money. I'm not, I'm not even talking about celebrities, bro. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, step above me like i just one of my friends got a big promotion and then i just start seeing like how they treat their wife or, or, or friends right or like this one guy um he's dating but now he's just like weird like just like in in the like the dynamic is different because they feel like they got one leg up right like um and so and i just think that just tax bracket they're in a, they're new, in a new tax bracket in a new so it makes them feel feel yeah. different and, and sometimes i just be feeling like when i look at people and and some of the things that happen Sometimes I feel like I'd rather not have the money if it's going to make me like that or if it's going to if I'm going to end you know. up like yay don't don't give me the money Ooh, like I don't want it like I'll stay facts. broke <laughs> big facts so, yeah it, so I mean yeah I, I think we're saying the same thing but you know No yeah absolutely essentially it's like um because people who watch me know my story I haven't been since I moved to New York it's been pretty hard trying to find a consistent job yeah. Um, especially as a black man, especially with his masters and especially doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, it's been tough, right? Yeah. But um I've been I've been keeping, you know, staying vigilant, staying vigilant in, in what I'm doing and you know, trying not to get lost in the sauce. You know, trying not to get lost in trying to get the money so much, you know, right. with life, yeah, hitting and it's hard and everything like that. Um we tend to kind of worry so much about it that we we take our minds off of what where God needs us to be. Yes. You know, Big fact. Um, and I'm learning that I'm, I'm yeah. definitely learning that in my in my process and in my in my in my in my, you know, progress going through life and everything. And listen, guys, we just got to do better. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It's it's the financial it's gonna come. Money comes and goes. I'm yeah. learning that a lot more. Yeah. It literally comes and goes like a flow. Like it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? I listen. It is what it really is. What it is. But black men, we can definitely do better. One thousand. And I think too, it's like yo, I, a lot of our self worth, I think, is tied up oh, in money, yes. and and rightfully so, right? Like I think like you're expected to be like a provider, right? Like yeah. you're also yeah. judged based on like the quality of the life that you live, right? So yes. it's like it, in some ways, it's it's not shocking to me that like yo, that's an important part of like who we are. Yeah. Um, but I I agree, like I'm I'm right where you are. It's like yo, trying to be patient and say like yo, God, this isn't like your I applied, right? Like I applied for the job, like. You're going to do, you know, you determine what happens next, right? And and listen, Lloyd, I have gotten, I think in the last two years so far, I've gotten so many rejections. Yeah. Um, No's, oh, you're overqualified. It's either no rejection or you're overqualified, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know how the hell you can be overqualified for a McDonald's job as as the store man. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But damn, you feel me? But yeah, it only leads to, you only got to know that, it leads to greater purpose and trust your faith because in those, yeah. in those moments and trust me, I've gotten down. It gets, yep. it gets taxing. Yep. It gets trying when you're yep. applying, applying and you have people in your face. Oh, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. You don't want to hear that all the time. That's exactly. just, that's just, that's just, that's real. You don't want right. to hear that all the time. You don't want right. to hear 
that oh it's gonna get better you're not in my shoes right <laughs> like that's, right. Just, that's what you want to scream and yell to people like you're not in my shoes when in all actuality there are people in your shoes yeah. there are people and i've had to learn this there are people who got it who got, who got it worse who got it real worse and that's not to sit here and downplay what you have going on Mm-hmm. But that's also to but that's to sit here and look at your situation and say, what are you blessed with? Yeah. How can you bless others with the blessings that you already have? Yeah. How can you give and be generous and sit here and be the person that I need you to be while you're in this while you're in this space? Things that I'm learning, people, things that I'm going through as a man, things that I'm just, you know, what I'm saying taking away. Yeah. You know, yeah. Do you, do you feel like um, just based on like your experience like that, like that black men are supportive or do you feel like they could be more supportive people that are uh, in positions? We could be more supportive for sure. Mm-hmm. I, as I said, with the emotional, spiritual and uh, the mental side of everything, I think we're taking the right steps. Like you said, there's a there's a percentage of us who don't get a lot of shine. Mm-hmm. Um, when supporting, um, I think I know just in the past couple months alone and just at just last in the last week, I've had probably more black men support um, just in the last week alone, just after the Afros and audios thing, mm-hmm. um, just because of making those connections. Right. Yeah. And um, but I think we do have to support each other, you know, in yeah. more ways than one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not just being a financial support, right? Because we know how to be that. Yeah. You know, we we know how to be a financial support. It's it's when you it's when your fellow brother is having a tough time at home with his wife. Mm-hmm. It's 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 when he's having a tough time with the kids. It's when he's having a right. tough time with himself, and he right. may not have an outlet to go to. It's us being vulnerable enough mm-hmm. for our brothers to come in, because then that shows our little ones, our young men, yeah. that hey. Little bro, big bro, you can come to me and talk to me. We can right. have those conversations. Hey, we can slap box steel. We can sock and bopper their ass. Like, it's fine. Right. We can still <laughs> sit here and play basketball. Ooh, up the bam. But right. what I've seen a lot, Lloyd, is that, you know, a lot more black men are tapping in to their, yep. you know, hearts a little bit more. It's scary for them at first. Yep. It's scary for all of us at first. When we tap into that heart and be like, wait, 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 whoa, what is this? Fi- what are these? What are these I'm feeling? Oh, they're called feelings. They're called emotions. Oh, shit. Right. Yeah, we have those. And I don't want black men to feel or go through life as if we don't have those. Right. Or, and have a better avenue to express them in. That's the purpose yeah. of this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's facts. I love that, man. That's well said. For real. Um, last question, Lloyd. What does black men win mean to you? When you hear the phrase, when you hear that phrase, black men win, what, uh, the first thing that comes to mind, what does that mean to you? Yo, I'm a, like, keep it a stack. Like, I feel like I've been, like, blessed in the sense that I, not only did I, like, grow up with my dad, but I've also just have, like, a lot of, like, black men that I, like, really admire. And, and for me, like, I could care less if you're Elon Musk, right? Like what I really care about is like, yo, what's your relationship with your kids? Like, yo, like, how do you treat your wife? Like you and your brother still cool. Um, and just like the, the people, the black men in my life and, and their ability to demonstrate that, like just the caliber of like their character. Yes. Flawless. And so to me, when I think about like black men win, I think about black men that are doing the work to become, I heard an excellent quote and the quote was like, yo, 
when I wake up every morning, I ask myself, like, what could I do today to be a better, like, father, a better husband, mm. a better whatever it is. And better maybe brother, that's going to the friend. gym. Maybe yeah. it's eating. Whatever it is for you. But it's like, yo, my sole focus is like, yo, I want to be better to the people around me. And so when I think about black men winning, I think about that. Black men that constantly, like, put their family first. Black men that are doing the work to become better men. Um, black men that have great relationships with other black men, right? Like they don't feel insecure. They advocate for other black men. They want to see other black men win. Um, and, you know, I feel I feel blessed in the sense that I get to see a lot of that around me. Yes, sir. Okay. <laughs> Listen, we love when our brothers win. Because yep. as the saying goes, when black men win, black men win. Okay. Nice. Feel me? Listen, I want to shout out to my boy Darius for giving me that, but he's he was on point. When black yeah. men win, black men win. Facts. Like it's, it's not a even, lot of women. We we all winning. You know what I'm saying? And and if that wasn't uh, for me, more apparent at the Afros and Audios podcast fest, it was yeah. so much bliggity black energy in there. Yes, off the charts. Just yeah, we took Philly over. City of brotherly love. Shout out to Philly, y'all. Owe me a cheesesteak, yeah. right? You know, real. What I'm saying? <laughs> uh, uh, yo, yo, I was at I was at a podcast movement um, in August, and I felt like when I was there, all the events we would go to, it'd be like a room for the just like people different races from everywhere mm-hmm. and then you look at the black and then all the black people would just slowly gather Ooh. together in the little corner so to be at an event like afros and audio and it's just like the whole thing is the black. whole it's just thing like, right and and words can't express it shout out to podfest and podcast movement and all the pod festivals that's out there but when you go to a black pod expo yeah. or like a black pod fest or afros and audios it's black yeah it's it's us it's by us for us so Again, yeah. shout out to that because we we need that. So shout out to you, Lloyd, for coming on the show. Where can people um, find you and connect with you? Yo, I appreciate it. So um, there's two things that I'm working on. The first is you can find me at my website. Um, that's LloydNotGeorge.com. A lot of people call me George, so I just made the website LloydNotGeorge.com. Why, why do they call you George, Lloyd? That's my last name. So people just oh, assume like, oh, so, you got okay, a last okay, name. Okay. It's a first name. So. You do. I mean, you do have a first name. Have a last yeah. Name. Yeah, this is very unique. <laughs> like Lloyd George, like, yeah. yo, you, you would think you probably an artist. That's an yeah. artist name. For right. real. Like you a musician out here in these streets, Lloyd. I just right, right. That. I need to be. Uh, so you can find me at uh, LloydNotGeorge.com. Um, I also have a newsletter for um, black creators. You can find that at BigCreator.Energy. All right. Any new podcast episodes coming out or anything? I just dropped one today where I talk about um, my experience at Afros and Audio. You can find that um, at any podcast platform uh, under uh, Thoughts from a Content Creator is the name of the podcast. Um, And yo, thank you so much for having me, man. I feel like um, well, you were at Black Pod uh, Fest, right, in Atlanta? I was not. I wanted to go, uh, but we were saving up to go to the to our trip in Honduras in August. So Okay, okay. Awesome. Yeah. Um, yo, I, I'm so glad we connected and, and we met. Like I'm I'm looking forward to being in touch and I'm just looking forward to connecting with more black men. I would I would love to do something with all of us together at some point. Hell yes. Um I have some things with the Black Men Win podcast that I want to start off the ground. Um I will announce it here. Um so big announcement coming right now. <laughs> Going into the 2023 season, we will be starting um, our uh, Black Men Win Scholarship Fund. 
Um, so for we're going to basically we'll have more information coming. But the, the, what I want to do is for a lucky um, high school graduate mm. um, who's going to college. It doesn't matter if you're going to trade school, college, community college. Yeah. I don't I don't I, I really don't care. As yeah. long as you're furthering your your education and uh, the ability to tap into this right here right. And, and, and channel that, um, yep. we will uh, be giving out our first scholarship um, at the beginning of the 2023 school year. Uh, That's huge. Next year. So I'm excited about that. <laughs> Look for some, um, some crowdfunding um, links coming for that as well. Um, I'm looking, hopefully I'm looking for at least probably maybe about a $250, $500 scholarship for one person. Um, yep. We'll start it probably in, in January, maybe February, but uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get more information out to you guys. But the Black Men Win Scholarship Fund is coming in 2023. <laughs> listen, you I lo- need I lo- that. Listen, I love my black men. I love my young my young people. And that's being a, a, a first generation college student, uh, the first yeah. out of my family to graduate, not only with a bachelor's and a master's. I hold education very high and yeah. very high, uh, high regard. Um, a lot of my friends, peers and uh, colleagues are in the education field, uh, mm. whether they're doing teaching, educating um you know you know superintending principal you know whatever guidance counselors um i have a lot of those people in that space so um i'm excited to start this and again lloyd we appreciate you for coming on the show thank you so much for giving us your words of wisdom and dropping some great gems on this show and again to everybody uh, out here listening and watching we appreciate you so much for coming on and uh tapping in with us again please please you follow us on Instagram, Black Men Win Podcast, BMW Podcast on Instagram, and the Black Men Win Podcast on Facebook. Again, you can follow us, uh, the THC Media Network, wherever you listen and watch podcasts of the THC Media Network. Persuasion! All right, we are on the YouTubes, the Twitters, the TikToks, and wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there as well. Again, shout out to our 295 subscribers. Uh, that are in the building, and we appreciate you. We love you, and we thank you. This has been another what? <laughs> and we out of here, man. I appreciate y'all. Love, peace, and hair grease. Y'all be good, and uh, we'll be back for another one. Peace. Peace.